everyone, this is Sharon, you're listening to Cinema Red Pill and um, today's episode we're going to discuss Star Wars the uh, episode 7, The Force Awakens versus Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And uh, we have uh, t- mostly two versus two people who preferred Force Awakens compared to Rogue One. Two people preferred Force Awakens, the other two preferred Rogue One. Then we have a neutral voice in the house. <laughs> yes. So I have Timothy. Present. Yeah. Joel, the Star Wars t-shirt guy. Nick. <laughs> hey, what's up? Super opinionated. <laughs> voice. Then we have the neutral voice. Mark. No Star Wars t-shirt. <laughs> and we're going to have a discussion. It's a subjective thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's subjective in the sense of there's no winner. But yeah. we're going to have objective opinions on this. So... We're going to have a discussion and see why the other doesn't like the other movie better. And uh, of course I'm going to have the movie, the Star Wars super fan, Joel, intro the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Give us the groundwork on how we're going to do this episode. Uh, Joel. Wait, yeah. First of all, I only have like two Star Wars t shirts. Second (laughs) for these two movies we're going to break them down into character plot and just general overall views at the end uh-huh. so i'll start with just brief synopses for both both movies yes. uh, so star wars the force awakens takes place after uh, return of the jedi luke has gone missing everyone's looking for this map to luke and this new junker ray comes from this desert planet and she <laughs> reveals this big destiny and blah 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 Star Wars Rogue One is supposed to be a heist. Oh, I'm supposed to be objective. Star Wars Rogue One <laughs> is a heist movie <laughs> about yeah these. It's about the group that stole the Death Star plans that are ref, they're referenced in Star Wars: A New Hope. So it's about the band of rebels that stormed an Imperial tower and stole the plans. EP. So now we'll start the discussion. We're going to start by talking about the characters. The characters, yes. Yes. So I'm going to start with. Uh, Force Awakens first. Um, for Force Awakens, I really, really, really love the characters. We had Rey who was like waiting for his family that had never come. She had been abandoned and yet she had like this lust for like adventure and experiencing things that were new. We had Finn that was on the run from the First Order. Like I knew, I knew what everybody was about. Even Kylo Ren who is universally hated for some reason. Uh, he's a prissy, <laughs> he's a prissy, whiny, wannabe badass. And to me, that was very refreshing. Because the past Star Wars movies, we've had villains that have come as pre-packaged badasses. We've had Darth Vader, we've had Count Dooku, Darth Sidious. They just come, they're intimidating, all-powerful. But there's this prissy, whiny kid who wants to be a badass. He wears a mask and tries to act it out. I thought that was super refreshing. And I feel like we're going to see an arc for a villain for the first time, at least, alongside the hero in a Star Wars movie. Um, so even Rey, uh, there's a big criticism around her saying she's a... Uh, Mary Sue. <laughs> she's a Mary Sue, <laughs> and she's super overpowered. I let it slide for the first movie. Like, like it, made, it, made, it made sense in that they hinted that she had this shrouded past and maybe some repressed memories... So episode 8 for me is going to make or break that criticism. But I will allow that they were too afraid of making her weak. 
which is a fair criticism. They wouldn't even they couldn't even let her be saved by her friends that one time mm-hmm. when she gets captured and <laughs> stuck in a base. She just had to be a perfect badass at everything. So I hope she gets her ass kicked around <laughs> a little more so she we can humanize her. Um uh, so wow, we haven't talked about Rogue One yet. Shit. Yeah, yeah so Rogue One, let's talk about yeah. Let's, I'll talk about Felicity Jones mainly. Felicity Jones is a good actress. I saw in theory of everything. She's good. She she got an Oscar nomination for that. But she's dry as fuck in <laughs> Rogue One. She's really horrible. It's like George Lucas directed her. It's like uh <laughs> it's like the actors in the prequels just the puppet. Yeah, just yes, this yes, dry yes, drab bino delivery. <laughs> and we don't know we, and even in the story the way she's written, we don't know what her deal is cuz We don't have like a scene where she's with her dad maybe teaching her something on the farm. You know something to cement that bond. No, it's like, oh, this is your father. Now run. Now hide in a hole. Oh, this is your new father. Flashback years later, and then all of a sudden she <laughs> you were supposed to like have all these prepackaged feels. So there's no build up, but they try to capitalize on those emotional moments without putting the work in. So when she's like complaining with um Forest Whitaker mm. and talk about all this history. I I didn't give a fuck. I hadn't seen any kind of relationship between them. And Forest Whitaker himself is the worst fucking thing about this movie. It's like he was channeling Eddie Redmayne's performance in Jupiter Ascending. You know that horse fucking voice. <laughs> Stop them. It's like I I didn't know whether he was supposed to laugh or to feel bad whether he was a tragic character or just was humorous. But it was butchered completely and there was no reason he even needed to be in there. The only standout characters for me were Katie Wesso, the robot, had the most humanity. For a movie full of humans, <laughs> had the most humanity in the story. I knew he cared for his captain and he was sacrificing on his behalf. Same thing with Chirut Imwe played by what's his name, Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. That was also a good character. Yeah, he was yeah, he was like guardian of the wills and all this shit, but it still didn't make sense for me for all the characters as a whole why they jumped on this bandwagon to like sacrifice themselves and go on this suicide mission. I will get into all that yeah. stuff in the tone later, but overall I think as far as characters go, specifically Force Awakens kicked Rogue One's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm on Joel's side on this on this on this episode. I really preferred Force Awakens characters compared to Rogue Ones. And one thing you'll notice on both sides is a female lead yeah. on both sides. And oh, compared to what's the Force Awakens chick's name? Uh, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. They give us this this montage where we get to see her in her daily life. Yeah. It really gives you they spend so much time on that scene. Very good setup. It's yeah. Such a good setup. You feel like you know this character and then she interacts with the other characters. It it gives this film a basis on who she is all the way you go through it even though she becomes a Mary Sue. I agree with that yeah. thing. Yeah. I agree with that thing. She does become a Mary Sue. She gets into she gets this Jedi power way too fast. They don't explain it. Yeah. I hope they get to explain it in the in episode 8. Yeah. But I don't know. But it really gives you and then they give even Finn Finn yeah. the black guy's character they they give him this basis of he betrays the whole first order yes the first yeah. order and you you feel his shit all through and and then the 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 humor in this was it was a big point and it it worked throughout yeah 
throughout we had uh, BB-8, even the characters yeah. themselves, Daisy Ridley and Finn, were humorous all the way through. It made this thing a whole entertaining thing overall, which really worked for me. Now when it came to Rogue One, we got Felicity Jones as Jin. Yeah. She was the worst character I've ever seen. I embrace female characters as much as I possibly could, but that chick did not work for me in any way. Yeah. She was called and not in a way that you you'd even have a basis on why she's that cold. Yeah. Uh, the, she comes into this place, they give us some basis with her father, her interaction with her father, but no, she's just in a hole and yeah. she comes out with a hole, she meets her mentor, supposed mentor. <laughs> yeah. We never see her interact with Forrest Whitaker, who's supposed to be the guy who raised her, and we're supposed to give a shit when she meets him. I yeah. gave no shits. I felt no emotions whatsoever. When certain characters died, yeah. I felt absolutely nothing. nothing. So that's <laughs> a very loud way you can see that a char- there was no characterization for me yeah. in the way I viewed it. So it wasn't effective for me in that, in that way. There's some things that really worked for Rogue One. Yeah. But when it comes to character, it, didn't, it was not effective. Even to the small point of... Um, the the robot's character with the with the with Mexican the guy Cassian, yeah. with Cassian, I did not even feel that chemistry. Yet with BB-8, when he was with uh, Poe, they were separate most of the time. But you yeah. could feel his affection towards Poe, just in the minimalist thing like his jacket. You could yeah. actually those things actually worked, and you could feel the chemistry between them. Like he actually gave a shit about his master. Yeah. Here, the interaction was actually so plain and so withdrawn i could not feel like this was a guy who has been this much time with a robot and has had that affection yeah anyway let's get a different opinion let's start with timothy <laughs> yeah. no there are some things i'll agree uh, agree with you guys on uh the whole aspect of like this movie being a bit drab and it was drab and the humor wasn't as much as the force awakens i agree with those very much but I actually believe that Rogue One, if you look at them as two individual movies, without even this whole mythology included, they are very. Uh, Rogue One is a better movie. This first talk uh, about uh, yeah. character. 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 Yeah, yeah. I believe. Okay, let me start from the very first scenes, mm-hmm. where we, we begin this story from, and we get into the whole movie and everything. Yeah. They both begin with scenes of someone being killed by the Empire. Yeah, yeah. The first one. Let me begin with the first one, which came out before. Mm. Uh, the first awakens begins with Kylo Ren on this. Which point was it again? I'm forgetting. But then you they kill this this elder, <laughs> this this elder, Lars Lars Swanteka. I only I only know the guy from like Igman Bagman movies, that yeah. Max von Sydow guy. Yeah, yeah Max von Sydow. Yeah, Sido, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 I know him from there. And I saw like comparing the whole the way they brought not compared to Rogue One, yeah. whereby they're killing a girl's father, and where this Kylo Ren guy is just venting his anger at failing to find the map to the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I feel the motivations for you to begin the story and get into it, I feel Jean Asso had more motivation than Finn. Finn, first of all, in the beginning, he just, he just has this this shift of like his consciousness, like he's like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. There's no moti- there's no reason, like, they don't show any, any backstory what supports it. Mm. In the beginning, he just was as gases, like, you know, I should just change. <laughs> <laughs> we go and, should go and join the, join the resistance. Then yeah. we fuck, fuck the Stormtrooper whole thing yeah like i feel from the beginning there like characterization i feel they gave gene us more reason to fight like again you feel like the two villains 
Uh, what's the character of uh, Ben Mendelsohn? What's his name? Mads Mikkelsen. No, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, oh Ben the, Mendelsohn. The guy who comes for this guy's dad. Uh, his name this chick's is dad. Krennic. 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 Yeah, Krennic. Comparing Krennic and Kylo Ren. Yeah. In those two, like even just the villains, chill the main character's motivations. I understand Krennic's. No, I understand Krennic's motivations more. <laughs> Kylo Ren had just come for a map, like. It's like it was just contrived. It was contrived. Like he, the movie begins with him looking for Luke Skywalker. Imagine that's how much. No, that's how much. That's how much they are tied into the previous Star Wars, the whole Star Wars mythology. The guy is just looking for Luke, Luke Skywalker. This other guy and is trying to build the Death Star. He gets the baddest scientist and forces him to come and build the Death Star by killing his daughter. All that shit. So I feel again the villains in that point again. Uh, ben, you say Krennic, Krennic had yeah, more motivation. <laughs> like, I was drawn more into the story by this rogue one, the chick losing her dad, this guy, the villain, who wants to build his death star, than just some guy having an existential fit of like, he's like, man, I think I should chill this shit. And this guy, because of his temper, no, because of his temper, just killing some other elder of the... <laughs> some, some elder Jedi, something like that, so... K to K to had more impact than BB-8 was there for just the whole dramatic thing. He's Dameron Poe's co-pilot. Then from there he comes to now being like Daisy Ridley's sidekick. He follows her along this whole journey, all that nonsense. For me, I feel that K to S O was directly invested in this Poe's adventure. Uh, Cassian and Jean. He was even in the end that there's that scene where they get involved in like some way he locks the doors. I feel he actually fought more for the rebellion than BB-8. Okay. Yes. So explain that. I will explain how <laughs> BB-8 was better than K2SO in this movie. Um, let's first hear Nick's yeah, opinion yeah. on this. Alright, so, uh, you know, uh, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I freaking hate Star Wars. <laughs> I wish you would just die already. But, uh, uh, so naturally, logically, I hated these two movies. Hey. But uh, between uh, between the two of them, I prefer Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So full disclosure, we'll talk about the characters. I um preferred the character design of uh, Rogue One in general. Although the main character uh, Ray yeah. from Force, Force Awakens, Awakens had a more memorable, it's memorable exactly. The, she, uh, Force Awakens had the advantage that it had its soundtrack done by the legend uh, John Williams. John Williams. Yeah. So Ray had a. Her own little ditty yeah, that they yeah. play whenever she comes on. Yeah. She had all these advantages and still somehow managed to be vapid. Anyway, that's Ray. Mm. <clears throat> Talk about um, Jin. Jin. I'll agree with these guys as far as her being a little bland. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was, she was pretty bland. She didn't have much to say most of the time. And I feel it was a waste of uh, this actress's skill. However, I understood her motivations more than I did Ray. Yeah. Let's keep in mind, Ray is just a person on a planet, and yeah. one day someone came up and told she, her she to do a thing, and she did a thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. This, this other girl had a dad killed by these assholes. Exactly. He, she was raised by a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. They didn't show the raising. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. But she was that. raised by a revolutionary. Yeah. In 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 Force Awakens, mm-hmm. there are characters. Didn't seem to be going through shit. Like if I was yeah. uh, if I was Finn, mm-hmm. if I just stayed on the dark side, it's a pretty cool gig. I got great pension. These guys just give me guns oh, and shit. My job security is even if he healed. Yeah, 
And I could have hid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Finn, and then Finn suddenly has this like 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 Chesh mentioned an existential crisis. That's not really um, existential. Explain. He just kind of switches. <laughs> Every character within um, Rogue One, although I'll be the first to admit it wasn't the best illustrated, had actual reasons Reason. for hating the Empire from. Um, Kung Fu guy, what's his name? Don Yen and his psychic Jiang Wen. Wen, who are uh, left without purpose after the temple is destroyed. To you Jen can Hassel. get that. To Jen Hassel. I'm really bad at names, my God. <laughs> now let's finally get to uh, K2SO, uh-huh. who plays the psychic. All right, uh, along with the Mexican guy. Uh, K2SO is the humor relief of this movie. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, he works well as a sidekick because that's what sidekicks do. Mm-hmm. You make some jokes, you do well. Joel even admitted he was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Comparing with BB-8, like I said, <laughs> glorified Maltese Falcon, no lines, R2-D2 ripoff, I could go on, toy cells, that's what BB-8 was. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, yeah let's, let's not kid ourselves. Plus, KT also had the added advantage having actual existential problems. problems like he was a reprogrammed okay. empire droid and he kept mentioning it like you guys <laughs> are you going to dis- would you have shot me if you didn't know that was me uh mark let's let's hear your opinion right. for so, Force Awakens. i accepted my those, what happened to my lightsaber fight scenes i mean <laughs> i i imagine those lightsabers are like Iconic for yeah, they are actually a character to Star yeah. Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. You remember like you've seen you've seen that one scene where Dooku fights with um, Yoda. Yoda. So Yoda comes in as this old guy, and he looks like he's dying mm-hmm. until he drops that stick, and he's this little guy is flying all over the room with that lightsaber. <laughs> you get why this guy is Master Yoda? You're like, my God! So now you have these two movies and this fight choreography for the for the lightsabers, something that is so iconic to their brand. Has totally been downplayed and ignored, yeah. completely tossed out. Why? I mean, even when you put in, I mean, even if you if you're going to give me Donier, I expect you to kill me with yeah, a lightsaber fight shit. scene. Cause that guy, even in Ip Man, <laughs> even in Ip Man, when he was dispensing and ass whooping, he dispenses it without remorse. All right. So when I see that, I am like, wow, you have downplayed that scene and. I really did want those. And then, am I... You see that uh, with Finn and his master, the pilot? Am I the only one who feels like they cut out some scenes in post-production? They did, yeah. Yeah, they did. That story, there was... He came, when he so keeps just explaining what happens, he explains it like in four sentences, but I feel like they cut something in post-production. There was really supposed to have been something I should have watched to that point. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah, so... That is that for me. That was a real peeve. Joel, yeah. could you set us up for the next round we're doing? Sure. Yeah, for story. The okay, <clears throat> so I'll start again with uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> so yeah, For Force Awakens was a massive retreat of A New Hope. What are we talking about? We're story. talking about story plot. now, plot, yeah, plot and story structure. It was a massive fucking retreat. I watched it. I watched it about seven times now. Which is enough for me to get off of the whole fun thing. <laughs> it is beat for beat. I watch it back to back with A New Hope. It is beat for beat with that. And also takes a few stuff from Jedi and A New Hope. Yes, I was... Uh, but like where I am at with uh, that whole plot retreat thing, 
is I forgave them this one time for that. It's bullshit, I agree, but I forgave them. Now with Rogue One, I was offended by the nostalgia moments in it because the story for me absolutely failed. Rogue One is confusing because it did take a chance. It wanted to do a dark Star Wars movie, which hasn't yet quite been done. Empire for me is one of the best fucking movies of all time. It yeah. rode that line between goofy and dark perfectly well. But when it came to Rogue One, he wanted to go full on dark, do this gritty war movie, but for me he failed completely. It's like on the one hand he had a heist movie, on the other hand he wanted to do like a war movie. And for me I pretty much slept through like the first and second act, like they didn't really matter. Once the third act kicked in and like there was that big battle on the beach and like the space battle. That was beautifully short compared to Force Awakens. Force Awakens was a clusterfuck. When it came to the space battle, the trench run, I always switch out when that, when that comes when you can't quite follow what's going on. All these ships going here and here. But Gareth Edwards lets you follow one ship at a time in Rogue One. You know exactly what's happening. He has his cool worms eye shit like you know the Death Star hitting a planet. And the 80s like fucking guys up on the ground. We had like space marines. He's great at shooting action, but I think he sucks at shooting like actors and directors. Like, like, like the only other movie of his that I've watched anyway is Godzilla. And in Godzilla, he had like the sequences of Godzilla were fucking epic. Yeah. But, 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 but like, yeah, the, look, but, like yeah, the characters yeah, and the uh, human yeah. story was have like. Seen, have you seen uh, Monsters? No, I haven't seen. That's why yeah, I've only seen Godzilla Monsters. so far, yeah. But I mean, just basing off of Godzilla alone, he seems to sort of be bored with the whole plot building aspect. It's like you can't wait to get to like the action bit and just do that. And for me, excelled at that. So on the one hand, for Rogue One, I admire it for taking a shot, but I feel that it fucking failed because I felt nothing. We didn't have any of those big character moments like suck us into that last battle and say yeah this story is awesome it's memorable but it just ends and you have the kevin costner thing in man of steel of people die in clouds and you're like okay i i don't care <laughs> so for me rogue one while it took chances i can respect it for taking chances i still preferred the plot retreat this time around but again episode eight will determine how i feel about <laughs> retreating that plot in the future Okay, um, uh, when it comes to the plot, uh, both these movies felt like a nostalgia trip. They were both a nostalgia trip. But uh, I'm going to, I don't know if it's a cheat, but I'll say the way Rogue One was marketed. It was marketed as, as a solo, standalone. a standalone, that's a yeah, better word it was, for it, yeah. a standalone Star Wars movie. And they sold it so hard, I really thought this was not going to tie into anything anything star wars but it was painfully painfully tied into the ending sequences to this film were very what the fuck <laughs> and the way they brought up this there were there were some cgi characters that came into to oh, rogue yeah. one that really bugged me they were really trying to tie into the whole the whole star wars star, story as a whole now force awakens was a full-on nostalgia trick the way joel talked about it like it was bringing up member berries like the yeah. way the way south Park <laughs> talks about it just making you remember remember this yeah. remember the millennium falcon like remember this remember remember han solo remember leia it, it was a lot of that when it came to story and things that didn't even add up and 
Rogue One did the same thing and it was just irritating. I think it was a, a, a trip of where it's the second thing that comes up and you're like, why are you doing this again? Yeah. You, you should have done this just one time, but they did it twice and that bugged the fuck out of me. When it comes to story, I like the whole war factor of it. It felt very Saving Private Ryan for me. Mm-hmm. It was a real war film. There were very many scenes that were full on war and were super cool. There was a prolonged scene when they're really when they really get into the heisty type of thing yeah. that was super cool and you'd really feel the sense of they're actually trying to get into something. <laughs> Another thing with story is there was a a lot of um what do we call it? What do we call it when they're setting up a story? Exposition. Exposition. Oh, oh, oh my god. There was a lot of exposition in Rogue One and the exposition actually bored me. Fuck. Anyway, Timothy, get down with it. Why did you like that story? <laughs> no, like, I agree with all of, the, all of the stuff you guys have said. But then, for me, I thought the best thing about Rogue One, unlike The Force Awakens, was the way they examined uh, this, like, you know how Star Wars has always been about the good side, the good and the dark side. Yeah, yeah. This other one explores, like, you know, all that other... Cassian Endo isn't an inherently good character. Yeah. You know, eh? If it's something with Gina, so she's like a good person, like you know, the hero of the story. The like, those people have that, those flawed parts. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like, as far as the story goes, like I feel they explore <laughs> that middle ground, like even that part where by this guy is actually supposed to kill Jin's dad. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Like, I feel that was all good. Like, it's it gives the characters that other dimension. It's not just the stuff of their heroes, they're doing this. Another thing was like the whole, uh, the whole sequences, the whole action sequences. Like I felt like there was real danger in Rogue One. Like people were dying. Jin's dad, during when the thing is come, he's, he dies off immediately. Like this, this, this whole thing of like stormtroopers were a bit like you know this GI. This is what I call the, the Cobra Cobra's guys. Cobra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just missing. In Rogue One, these guys were hurting people seriously. It wasn't like a waste of action. Yeah. So I thought there was that dramatic tension, like you don't, you can't bat your eyelids because someone may die, someone may, most of the main character, most of the main guys, even the supporting guys are, mm. okay, the Chinese guys, those guys all passed away <laughs> in the movie. Like, I, I felt that was a better, it was, it, was, it was like an addition to the whole Star Wars thing. It wasn't just stormtroopers shooting random lasers. Yeah. There was this inherent danger, like, it, this is war. You will feel the cost, the cost of war mm-hmm. on these characters as they go through this movie. So for me, that was something that was very strong about this plot compared to the Fox Awakens, whereby all these set pieces were geared to sort of give us that thrill. When there's this creature inside there, is it the Millennium Falcon? Like the, yeah, there's all this running around, dodging, doing what? But no, it's going there. Like, it doesn't lead to anything <laughs> that, that makes you feel something about it. it's just there for entertainment mm-hmm. so for me i feel as far as plot, plot goes i have those two i'll Nick. stop at that Nick, <laughs> what's your most, say? Of, uh, most of what i'm going to say has already been said by these guys because these are clever people <laughs> uh, like joe mentioned force awakens is a rehash but i don't think it was just a rehash of new new hope i think it was more like a Star Wars Greatest Hits. Mm, yeah. You know, they got all the best things <laughs> from all the original trilogy and yeah. they slapped them in there, you know, the killing of the dad and the thing on the ramp. Yeah, on the ramp. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> you've got the Darth Vader yeah. fight, you've got everything was really, was just, it was just a, 
was developed by the marketing department. Exactly. It was developed in his marketing department. It was developed by a marketing department, not a writer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this wasn't a plot, this was targeted marketing. Anyway. So that's that's all I'm going to say about Force Awakens plot. Uh, <laughs> so called plot. Anyway, Rogue One. Rogue One's plot, of course, is flawed. Like I've mentioned, I have beef with Star Wars. But where I think it worked, most of the points uh, Tesh has already made, it walked that line. Most of his characters were shades of grey. They were doing something they believed was right. Like something... Uh, er- what's what's the word? A redemption quest, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. So Can't much so that even so. a droid was factored into that. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty... It was a nice thing to do. It was cute. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. The sacrifice at the end, I agree 100% with what Joel said and Sharon said. Yeah. I just care when those guys died. <laughs> but just, just, so, just so you know, they killed Han Solo, one of the most icon- iconic characters of Star Wars. They killed Han Solo in Force Awakens, and I didn't give a fuck. So, tell me which one's worse. <laughs> you tell me. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, right. Mark, yeah, let's hear right. your opinion on how so, a story should go. Yeah. Their story. Mm. The Jedi, I feel like they didn't, they didn't really say enough about them because the Jedi were always the badasses mm. in mm. everything. They were always the badasses, and then they kind of just disappear. Yeah, they just, they just disappear. Like you remember my people, the lightsabers. Yeah, the the Jedi have just besides Donian, there's nothing bro. else about. Jedi. Yeah, and even Donian. <laughs> He, he doesn't even do it that His well. fight scene, I, 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 feel like, I feel like he should have really kicked ass. Yeah, he force really, yeah, yeah I mean, if Disney money is going to come into it, that guy <laughs> should have kicked more ass than Ip Man. He should have had a body count. Eh? <laughs> that was unbelievable. Now, that was one of... But as far as the plot goes, for me again, it's still mainly that, that post-production cut with Finn and his master. That that hole, eh? that huge <laughs> hole just human. killed me. That huge hole just killed me. They like cut. I don't know how many scenes they had to cut for him to squeeze it into just one explanation. <laughs> for him to squeeze it into one explanation, I don't know how many scenes they cut for that to be. That is a huge hole. It's a pretty big hole, a pretty big noticeable hole in that plot. Yeah, it's a big gaping hole in that plot. I feel like they should really have found a way around that. Okay, uh, finish. <laughs> round, yeah. round it off. Yes, Joe, yes. round it off for us. Yeah, yeah. No, just my one biggest gripe with Rogue One is that supposed to be a Star Wars standalone yeah. story. For a standalone, like, I understand for like the main saga, like the main trilogies, because Star Wars has been repeating the same beats, even in the prequels and the originals. That's a main saga. Yeah. But with a standalone, this is somewhere where they can really take chances and just do whatever the fuck they want. But they wind up doing the same fucking things. They not take advantage of being no. a fully original movie. No, no, the, no the, the, weird, the weird thing was that, even as reading, like before this episode, I was reading about how these guys came up with the ideas. Yeah. They came up with this, they had these weird questions about how come the stormtroopers never hit anyone. And why do the, why does, in Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. why do these guys go and blow up the Death Star that easy? Like they just one shot and they, just like hope, yeah. So they built back on that, you know. Yeah? So I feel like obviously it has to be tied in some way to the original thing. Yeah. But they try and present different characters in different situations, trying to fight for the same goal. And I feel they achieved that honestly. Okay. 
could could, yeah, could, could, could we be done now? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. This has been <laughs> Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon. I've been with Timothy, the opposer, the rogue Woo! one supporter. Supporter. Number one. Timothy <laughs> Yes. I've been with Joel, the super Force Awakens. I love Force oh, Awakens. I have a t-shirt. Super, shit. super is a big one. You're super. <laughs> Nick. Generally, you just make us a hater international. The person who brings up all the arguments. Nick is here. Oh, Mark, thanks for coming, Mark. The voice of reason. And me, the host. Thanks for listening. This is Cinema Red Pill. Uh, Email me at Sean at cinemaredpill.com if you agree or disagree with our views. Bye.